What's up, guys? Thank you so much for listening to and supporting Picture Lock. I absolutely love film, as you know, and have given my life to studying the medium. As a filmmaker, I understand what it takes to make a film from its inception to the big screen. As a critic, I've been able to see the business of film from the marketing side of things. And as a film festival director, I've been able to see the distribution side, but more importantly, the enormous amount of talented filmmakers out there creating and crafting stories from their heart. And that's why I've started Picture Lock PR. If you're a filmmaker or producer looking to engage audiences and create relevance around your latest or upcoming project, head over to PictureLockPR.com. We can help you with your film's publicity from pre to post-production. Get more information and see the clients we've helped in the past at PictureLockPR.com. PictureLock PR. Finally, a partner as passionate as you. Welcome to another Unlocked episode of the world-famous award-winning Picture Lock. I'm your host, Kevin Sampson, filmmaker, film festival director, film critic, and lover of film and TV. You can find all the back episodes and so much more at PictureLockShow.com. This weekend, the 6th annual DC WebFest hits Washington, DC. I have some of the international web series directors on this show. From Japan, I'm talking with Mona Lisa Cowboy's Atsushi Ogata, from Spain, I spoke with director Ana Ramon Rubio of We All Wanted to Kill the President. And I also spoke with writer-director Hugh Martin of the French web series Dragon Race. That's all ahead on Picture Lock. But since I have you and you're listening to the podcast, let me remind you, make sure you subscribe in iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Blueberry, wherever you catch your podcast. If you're a fan of Alexa skills, just say, Alexa, play Picture Lock on TuneIn and I'll come right up. I appreciate all five-star reviews of the show as well. You can find Picture Lock on social media. All social media is at Picture Lock Show. Watch back episodes of the TV show at YouTube.com slash Picture Lock Show and subscribe to get some incredible value. See some great interviews with independent filmmakers and all that good stuff. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, you can fill out the form on the website. I'd love to hear from you, so make sure you email me at picturelockshow at gmail.com. All music is done by Mike S. The Prophet 13. Thanks, bro. So with that, without further ado, let's get into the international entry interviews for the 2018 DC WebFest. Hi, I'm Erin Essenmacher from Women in Film and Video, and you're listening to Picture Lock. You're listening to Picture Lock. I'm your host, Kevin Sampson, and living abroad can be a curse or a blessing, playfully reflecting on misunderstandings, surprise encounters, and the vagaries of an expat life. Mona Lisa Cowboy tells the universal story of wanderers living between comedy and drama as they straddle cultures. I have the creator of the web series on the line with me at Sushi Ogata. Welcome to Picture Lock. Hello. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Asushi, the first question I always start out with is, when did you first fall in love with film? A good question. I remember going to see like 80 Days Around the World with my dad, and I actually was quite confused. I don't think I actually wanted to stay the whole film, but um, <laughs> I, I guess it was more when I kind of got a bit older and then could go to the cinema on my own. Like in high school, I watched a lot of spaghetti westerns in, uh, in the cinema. And then when I went to college, I could just see movies all the time, like on campus, off campus. Uh, sometimes I even cut class to go see films. And that's probably uh, 
when it all kind of started to take off. Awesome. All right. So uh, if you could, like, how did you actually get into the film industry? Right. So first I was um, taking still pictures. Well, I actually started this already in high school. I was very bad at uh, doing any kind of artwork. So I never thought I would be an artist. And but my dad got me a camera when I was in high school and I started taking pictures and I could use the camera as a brush. And I was doing still pictures. Um, but then when I got into grad school, I could use video and I could move shoot moving images and I could edit and, and make, um, you know, like soundtracks and and that. I got totally into it. In fact, I booked up all the rooms and the, and the cameras. So everybody knew my name because they saw my name, you know, listed all the time everywhere. And I thought, <laughs> wow, people at this school can really pronounce my name well. And he had like, of course, your name is all over the damn place. <laughs> and, and then uh, I just kind of, by that point, I had already worked a couple of years and I really didn't want to go back to kind of, uh, it was in a kind of a large computer company. I didn't really want to go back and do that. And I actually just wanted to uh, follow my uh, creative um, kind of calling. So I just started to doing doing moving images, but the school I went to, it didn't really have fiction. So I was do you could do either documentaries or video art, but I was too wacky for documentaries. And I just did the kind of more wild things. So I just basically ended up working as a video artist and I collaborate with another, with another artist, a uh, fellow classmate, um, CM Judge, and we also did video installations. And that kind of led me to a residency in Germany, um, Cologne, Germany, at the Media Academy. And I was showing my video work at festivals around Europe. And I met somebody who was a producer. I, I didn't really know exactly what that was. But, um, and he, I started working with him. And he got me some grants to, uh, for, uh, for the first stage, which is for screenwriting. So I had a number of grants for writing scripts for films that actually didn't get made. And in the course of it, I was taking all these workshops and I ended up acting uh, on Dutch television for three years as a comedian. <laughs> and so I was doing that. <laughs> and, um, and then with all this process, I mean, I had all these scripts and I was acting, but I couldn't really make a fiction film unless I, could, I would direct it. So finally it got, point, got to a point where I had been making video art, I'd been acting, I'd been writing scripts, and I should direct. So I got together with some graduates of the National Film Academy in, in Amsterdam, and I tried to make my first, first short film with, you know, pro proper cast and crew, while well, they're all kind of young people. And, uh, well, that didn't do too well, but it was a very good experience. We used the uh, film from Ocean's 12, film stock that Ocean's 12 left, and, uh, you know, I was the main actor and I was the main director and it was the first time I was doing this. And, you know, so it, was, it wasn't uh, it was kind of a uh, very, very adventurous attempt. Um, and then the second short film I did, I did it with uh, in Japan with a very professional cast and crew. Um, and that got a lot of awards. It was in the new directors, new films in New York at, at the moment, Lincoln Center, the best short of. Uh, best short film award in Bangkok and so on and that kind of led to me being able to do a feature so that's how I kind of basically kind of got into this yeah it's Picture Lock I'm your host Kevin Sampson and I'm talking with the creator of the web series Mona Lisa Cowboy Atsushi Ogata Atsushi you know I, I love hearing um, your, your back 
story, but you know, what I really love is the fact that <laughs> I like hearing your voice, man, because y- <laughs> you star in Mona Lisa Cowboy as Yak <laughs> Yak. Wait, is Yakuta Cowboy? Yakuta. Yukata Cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, so hearing your voice is just so funny because I I think that the web series is absolutely hilarious. Your style, the way that um, you actually like do mash cuts, jump cuts, uh, Uh and literally it's what you're talking about is what you're showing on screen. Uh, It's just the excellent use of the form and the craft. So if you could, um, yeah, Yeah. you're welcome. Uh, If you could, just let the audience know what Mona Lisa Cowboy means to you and kind of what inspired you to create it. Right. So I grew up both in Japan and America and also in London as a baby. So I don't even know, like, what I am, really. I'm just like this kind of cross-cultural, eternally expat kind of person. But I was always into, like, cowboys, like Western cowboys. And I was also into, like, Japanese samurais. And I wanted to make something that represented my background. Um, and you never see this kind of thing on television or, you know, movies. Usually it's about somebody in one particular country. So the idea for this character, Yukata Cowboy, he's like a hybrid of somebody Japanese and somebody American, like a cowboy and a samurai. And so I came up with this character to try to express the different kind of experiences that I had. And he's kind of like a drifter wandering around, but it's not in the Wild West anymore. It's not in the samurai you know, medieval Japan, it's it's present day. And he has all these kind of funny cultural experiences. So I made this kind of series uh, first just with my iPhone and just with myself. But through showing that, I met other people who were also into this kind of creative uh, uh, cross-cultural production. For example, this actress, Sin Wan, who is a Chinese actress, but she moved to Paris when she was 18 and she was also making she made the first Chinese French uh, web series called X model uh, which was very successful and I met her in Sicily and I thought oh my god this is kind of interesting maybe it's interesting to work together with somebody with a similar or parallel background that's also an expat and so I kind of wrote a story based on uh, a little bit on our lives but also completely fictional and um I made a, a fictional backstory of this Yukata cowboy, how he comes to Paris from Japan, meets this woman called Mona, who inspires him to become the street performer called Yukata cowboy. And uh, he falls in love and so on. But then this Mona has a twin sister called Lisa. That's why the title of the film of the series is called Mona Lisa Cowboy. And he doesn't know that she has a twin sister. So there's all this confusion about why she's behaving totally differently from what he remembered before. And um, I mean, he's, there's also this kind of slapstick things. And at the same time, you know, it's kind of reflecting on a world today where people are living in different countries and finding, trying to find themselves, trying to find their place. So hopefully it's something that's kind of funny and entertaining, but also speaks about like, you know, something about all our lives in this kind of global world. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I I definitely think it does make sense. And, you know, one of the things that I appreciate about it is kind of like at the end of each episode, um, it says, you know, living abroad can be a curse or a blessing. And so it's obvious that I think you really are kind of um, an advocate for uh, living abroad. And I think in so many ways, the series kind of... uh, 
underlines that point of, you know, it can be daunting, it can be scary, but it can also be amazing and open you up to so much. And I'm wondering, is that kind of one of the things that you wanted to highlight with the web series? Because I think it's really interesting seeing the predicaments that uh, Yakata Cowboy gets into and um, I, I just, I, I, I mean, folks, I can't say enough how this thing is so quirky, but funny. <laughs> it's just hilarious. So, yeah, I was just wondering, is that like one of the things you're trying to go after? Yeah, I think so, because you normally don't see this kind of thing. And, you know, for example, if you're foreign, you're immediately a celebrity in a way. So there's some things that are very positive. But on the other hand, if you're in a if you're a foreigner, you can never really be part of some, you know, the greater society. So in a way, it's alienating. And so there are these kind of different issues. And um, in a way, a lot of the times in my case, for example, a lot of it wasn't my choice. I mean, I did choose to live in certain countries when I became an adult, but as a child, I lived in different countries, not by choice. So in a way, it's just the way I am, but it's also the way other people are. And I thought it's by telling the story, like I, so there's the, the normal dramatic story, but as Kevin just mentioned, in the end, I also kind of reflect, it's like a meta reflection on, on bits that I take from this story and, well, what do you think about this? And, you know, hey, this kind of thing happens to other people. What about you? I mean, it just makes people kind of think about this idea. And um, I thought this is kind of a very funny way to make it relatable. So even if you're not ex an expat, maybe maybe you're not traveling, but maybe by watching something like this, you, you think about it more or you think, ah, you know, he's not just some crazy, you know, Japanese American guy, maybe he, he actually feels this way or that way. Or what if I were going to France? Or what if I were going to Japan? Or maybe people start to feel this way. And that way, you know, people become more open towards other people instead of like wanting to build walls or, you know, all these kind of things or ban people from traveling. I mean, instead of that kind of thing, you want to kind of be more open to other people. I think that's sort of what I wanted to uh, express, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think you hit the nail on the head, Atsushi. Um, I, I just love the fact that, um, like you said, sometimes we, because being in D.C., uh, many times when you're getting on the metro or something, uh -huh. it's like, oh, man, you know, here comes uh, the tourists or whatever. Uh -huh. But, like, it's like taking the moment to just say, hey, like, what if I was in that person's shoes? Um, so I love it, man. And if you could, let the audience know how they can find out more about Mona Lisa Cowboy, follow you on social media, etc. Right. So uh, thank you. Uh, so Mona Lisa Cowboy, we have it on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. And also there's a website, uh, Mona Lisa Cowboy. It's basically www.monalisacowboy.com. And uh, the main, uh, it's also connected to yukatacowboy.com. So and Yukata Cowboy Twitter, Instagram, and uh, so on. So you, if you follow this, you can find out uh, what's happening. It's not released yet, so you can only watch the trailer online and see where it's showing. But hopefully we'll have a distribution and it'll be on a platform you can watch. And, um, you know, hopefully it'll also inspire you to make, um, you know, your own web series and tell your own stories. Most definitely. <laughs> Man, Atsushi Ogata, Domo Aragato Gazaimasu. Joining me all the way from Japan. I appreciate you coming on Picture Lock. Thank you so much, Kevin.
Hey, this is J. Michael Whalen, writer-director of Canned Hunt, and you are listening to Picture Lock. You're listening to Picture Lock. I'm your host, Kevin Sampson, and in We All Wanted to Kill the President, a group of catering workers receive an unexpected visit, the arrival of the president of their government. A corrupt guy known for his excess and hated by most of the population, they all start to joke about poisoning his food. Of course, this is all in jest until the next morning, He's found dead in a hotel room in a mysterious way. I have Ana Ramon Rubio, director and writer of We All Wanted to Kill the President on the line with me. Anna, welcome to Picture Lock. Hi, thank you, Kevin. <laughs> Glad that I could have you. So we're going to just kind of jump straight in. This is a web series. How did you uh, come up with this idea? Well, of course, it is a fictional president. Um, but it's like really inspired in uh, different, uh, I mean, maybe uh, he has like the worst um, that every president could have. He drinks a lot. Um, he has like scandals of corruption. He's always like having fun with hookers. I mean, and all the population, the Spanish population, um, see based on the news every day. So they are like really angry with <laughs> with this president. And of course, they start uh, only joking because I mean, something that anyone can say in a certain moment, but it's not going like to happen. But um, they found out the, the next morning, they find out that the president has been found dead in his hotel room in very strange circumstances. So how long did it take for you to uh, put this together? One of the things that I really like about uh, the web series is that it kind of lures you in and you get invested in these different characters. How long did it take for you to kind of put everything together? Well, really, this project, uh, We All Wanted to Kill the President, started uh, because the same team, um, we had done a previous web series. It was called Sin Vida Propia, like without uh, a life of my own. In fact, we also presented it in the DC Web Fest. Uh, I think it was in, in 2013 when we won the Silver Web Series Award there in mm. DC Web Fest. Mm -hmm. Like we wanted to uh, join together the team again. So here the same cast and the same crew uh, prepared this other show that's like totally different. Uh, the actors are playing roles that are completely, completely different. It's uh, also a different genre. It's like has nothing to do with the other show, but we already had all the team and all the actors. So when you are writing uh, this uh, story where you know so well your actors, it's really, it's easier. It's like when you're working like in the second or the third season of a series. So in this case, um, you don't only create a character, but you already have a voice, a face, um, the essence of the actor. So. I'm not. We really started a lot of time ago, but it was like this thing that you were always saying, "I want to do this," but you like start a little bit and then a little bit more. So it took time, but uh, in October of last, in last October, um, 
2017. Um, we said, okay, we're going to shoot it in February. So really we had to put together everything from uh, October to February to write all the, all the scripts, to prepare all the shooting, everything. But we already had the, the most difficult part that's like having a great cast. So... <laughs> yeah, that does solve a lot of things. You're listening yes. to Pick Shock. I'm your host, Kevin Sampson. I am talking with the writer and director of All We All Wanted to Kill the President, Ana Ramon Rubio. So, uh, Ana, one of the things, this, uh, this is a Spanish-based uh, web series, and mm. um, it's been doing really well, but I guess for American audience... Uh, folks might not have heard of it. So um, can you just talk about the audience reception as well as how people could, you know, view the web series and find more information online? Um, the web series hasn't been um, released online yet. So like the only way to see it right now is in festivals. Um, we went, uh, we premiered it in Marseille Web Fest uh, this October, and uh, we are going to Buenos Aires Web Fest, to the DC Web Fest, to Hollywood. I mean, we're like uh, going to lots of festivals with it. So um, we hope the audience can watch it uh, first on on the Web Fest circuit, and in the future we hope it will be online and people can can watch it in platforms. Awesome. Well, Anna, thank you so much for joining me on Picture Lock. Uh, definitely, folks, you want to check this out if you can. It's going to be playing at DC Web Fest, which takes place April 6th through 8th. Anna, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Hi, my name is Sonia O'Hara, and I am the creator and star of Doomsday, and you are listening to Picture Lock. You're listening to Picture Lock. I'm your host, Kevin Sampson, and in Dragon Race, six people kidnapped by a Korean billionaire are forced to take part in a new kind of car race. Using VR simulators at first, they soon enough engage in a real race with no holes barred until death. I have the writer-director of the web series on the line with me, Hugh Martin. Welcome to Picture Lock. <laughs> Hello. Kevin. <laughs> Hugh, the first question that I always start out with is, when did you first fall in love with film? Ah, fall in love with film. I was very young. I think I was, it's because, you know, I'm a bit old person. <laughs> I'm, uh, because I'm uh, close to 50. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it was Star Wars, for sure. But I seen in the theater when was, I was a kid with my, with my parents. And uh, I think it really, it really start really soon. I was fan of Star Wars, of Spielberg films, and uh, then, and then I opened to all all the cinematography, all all the films, and it's it's like that. But I think it's very very old. I, I was doing short films when I was something like 10, 10 12 with my uh, friends, so it was funny. And I always, um, I always loved, uh, you know, the film like um, world world movies and sci-fi and and all that. Yeah. So if you could, uh, kind of jumping off of the kid that was like in love with Star Wars, how did you actually go into the film industry? 
Um, so very uh, uh, traditional way. <laughs> I, I did a school. Um, and uh, I did a school when I was uh, 17. And then, you know, I learned, uh, you know, from the from the from the you know the, all the lights all the the grips all all the things like that and uh, but I always wanted to be director because I had been many times when I was doing short films and um, well it's like that and I start after my school I start on TV on um, uh, child uh, child uh, programs. And uh, that's that's like like that. I learned, uh, you know, TV and and also all the work with cameras and and all that. It's Picture Lock. I'm your host, Kevin Sampson. I'm talking with the writer director of the web series Dragon Race, Hugh Martin. So, Hugh, if you could, people waking up in a room uh, and not kind of knowing what's going on, their surroundings, how they got there. That's been done before. And we've even seen, you know, movies like Death Race where, you know, people do oh, yeah. uh, this to the death. But I think that the web series is is uh, puts a fresh spin on things. I, I love the, the, the VR, the uh, technology that's involved in it. So if you could, uh, what inspired you to write it? And uh, in terms of like taking putting a, a fresh eyes on kind of like an old story. Um, I had wrote I, I had wrote a script from my producers uh, Charles Philly and Christophe Thomas. Um, it was also a ten by ten uh, minutes uh, digital series. It was a story about free diving, and um, they made the film with another director. Then they asked me to do another script. It was about race in Asia, also for another another director. Uh, then when the script was finished. Uh, the guy was not available anymore, and uh, they asked me to, to do the film. It was uh, very simple, and uh, I say I was very happy about that. Well, um, at first, uh, I wanted to have a really good bad guy. So I, I really work on the, on the bad guy, because I think probably is the most important character of the film. Um, that is played by, by um, a young Korean guy, which is just a genius. I think it's uh, next uh, DiCaprio um, <laughs> in Korea. It's just perfect actor. <laughs> and nice. Steve No is really, it's really, really, really good. And um, and um, so we, I, I base my story on the bad guy, which is really mad and which um, is really despair because since uh, after the first minute of the film, we know that he will die because he's really sick uh, because of a car accident. And uh, his life is, um, is, is disappearing episode after episode. And so, uh, but, but anyway, it's really a bad guy. He's, he's really, he's, he's, he's not, he's, he's really funny also. And so it was very difficult to, to, to act for Steve, but he did it perfectly, I think. So at first I wanted to, to, I, 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 no, sorry, I, 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 <laughs> it's, it's a bit complicated to explain. Um, so I wanted to have, um, you know, a death race story, but really based on the character because on the characters, because I knew that, uh, you know, doing car races is very expensive. So of course it's, um, it's maybe for a digital, uh, s uh series, it's, uh, it's not a, a small budget, but, but for a film, it's a small one. So, 
So we did this with the guys. Uh, we did the stunts with the guys which do things like uh, James Bonds or thing, films like that. So there was very some very big stunt guys. Um, but of course, they was very expensive. So, so I was I, I didn't add something like uh, one hour of of constant. I think there is something like fifteen minutes in in the film, which is not so bad. Mm -hmm. And um, so I knew at the beginning that I had to to focus on my character. So that's 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 what I did. I I really um, the, the the idea was to. Um, um, you know, to because at the beginning you don't know what what this person are doing here. We know that they are they have a link with the bad guy with um, with St Steve's character, but we don't know which one. And so we we discover that, and I I think it's the it's the different um, approach than in a death race a traditional death race. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And if you could, uh, I think one of the the beautiful thing about uh, the web series, uh, the cinematography, and uh, like I said, the way that you integrate uh, visual effects into the web series, um, everything really hooks you in because it just looks like a place that uh, you haven't been in. So you're able to kind of get in with the characters um, who are imprisoned against their will. If you could, can you talk about uh, what it took to kind of set up those shots and, uh, you know, just the visual effects? Okay. Uh, at first, thank you. <laughs> and, um, um, okay, so cinematography is uh, made by a very, very good um, uh, cinematographer, which name is uh, Olivier Gerbois. Which is the guy which do a lot of uh, commercials. He's very known for that, but he's really starting now with uh, you know feature films, TV series because he's very good and uh, and it's a guy which is really um, you know uh, a self-made mad. He he, he he have all the cameras. I have something like three or four cameras and all the grip, all the lights, and uh, so he can do a film with. Only with, uh, you know, his, his uh, material, no, or what, or cameras, okay? Um, so, and he's really good. He, he know perfectly how to work fast. And, and it's the first time in my uh, director's life that I never wait for a cinematographer. <laughs> it's always, you know, you always wait for the cinematographer. You say, okay, <laughs> right. want to shoot something. And you say, okay, it's 10 minutes. So, and, and you know that. 10 minutes, when the cinematographer say 10 minutes, it's 20 right. or, or <laughs> half an hour. So, but for Olivier, we you never wait for him. And I think the light is just amazing. Um, so, uh, so it was a, a good start. And I had globally very good technicians that only work on feature films. Um, uh, and uh, for the special effects, um, I did them myself because I am a special effects. I have been a special effects specialist for many years. Um, I'm still a graphic designer, and and as we we didn't add a lot of money, I decided to to do all the special effects by myself. I don't. The only thing that I haven't done is the titling sequence. Um, so I did everything for a cost cost question, and it was. You know, in a way, easier for me because it was not some very complicated special effects. Some 3D, some things 
Ian, Ian Verbert. Mostly, um, you know, it was really small things, but a lot of. <laughs> it was something like uh, 300 uh, shots to 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 put on uh, special effects. Wow. You're listening to Picture Lock. I'm your host, Kevin Sampson. I'm talking to the guy that uh, is a jack of all trades, and it sounds like a master of 21,000 things. <laughs> He's the writer-director of the web series Dragon Race, Hugh Martin. So uh, if I could, like, I, I, one, I think that it's hilarious that um, it doesn't matter what country you're in, cinematographers <laughs> are always saying, give me one second, one second, five minutes, and it turns into 10. So, yeah, that I could definitely relate to that. Um, you know, they, but they, they're meticulous, and so we definitely love our cinematographers. But yeah. if, you, if you could, how can people follow the web series, find out more about it online? I'm not completely sure, you know, I, I don't follow all these kind of things. Okay, no worries. Hugh Martin, uh, writer-director of Dragon Race, thanks so much for coming on Picture Lock. Thank you. Thanks also. <laughs>